Hey, it's Simon. And this is Martina. And we're broadcasting out of Kichijoji, Tokyo, Japan, the coziest part of Japan. I want to say, before I talk about the coziness, yes. is uh, there was a commenter, I forget her name, but I remember her avatar. She's uh, She comments in all of our videos, and she said that in our last podcast, we actually harmonized our Kichijoji. Lyrical dancer. Oh, you remember? <laughs> Lyrical dancer, my lady. <laughs> My yeah, Sailor so, Moon loving lady. Um, Don't think I, I wrote back. I was like, mm-hmm. so, I've been trying my hardest to harmonize with him. So I tried today to de-harmonize. I know. And then I went down. So, so guess what? It's on, Simon. It's okay. on like King Kong. You're going gonna, you're gonna to try, but I'm going to keep up with you like an auto-tune just following you around. That made sense, right? Great one. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some... We're uh, having a debate. We're having a debate discussion. We were t- we wanted to talk a little bit about Barcelona, because last week we talked about Amsterdam. There's some things in Barcelona that we didn't get a chance to share yet. Yeah. Uh, but we, like Martina and I, have been having a bit of a discussion that we don't know the answer yeah. to yet. Um, but there's something that upsets us a little bit, and maybe some of you listeners and watchers can help us come to a better Mm -hmm, understanding mm -hmm. of the topic here. We really wanted to discuss the concept of tourist traps. Right. And the reason why is because a lot of people will say to us, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, when you went to this country, make sure you don't do this. It's a tourist trap. Or make sure you you don't have sangria in Mm -hmm. Barcelona because that's a tourist trap or it's only made for tourists. And and we hear that a lot about Japan because Uh obviously we live here. So one of the big things I see that I think a lot of you guys might be able to relate with Mm -hmm. is Ichiran. Yeah. so Ichiran is a chain of ramen. Right. It's out of the Fukuoka, uh, Fukuoka what's style. Called? Hakata style. style. Hakata style. So if you remember, yeah. we did that Kurume ramen video on what is tonkatsu ramen. Right. If you haven't seen it. Check it out. It's, it's like, one of our favorite videos. And it's one of my favorite ramens that I've ever yeah. put into my mouth. Sure. But having gone there and experienced it, uh-huh. I was able to then compare it to Ichiran, which is mm-hmm. more of like the McDonald's or Starbucks of uh-huh. the ramen chains. Sure. I was able to say, oh, okay, you know what? Ichiran is not as depth, like not as deep, yeah. is not as great in comparison to this place, but it's still amazing ramen. We still eat Ichiran, not every day, no. mind you, but like every once in a while, like, yeah, I could really go, for, go for some, some Ichiran, Ichiran ramen. It's quick, it's convenient, yeah. it has a great spice level, yeah. we love the vinegar in it, like mm. it's a good ramen. Right. But you need to first live in Japan for, you know, yeah. a bunch of years yeah. to be able to have a comparison. But it seems that like whenever like other travelers like go like, oh, here's a picture I took at like Ichiran Ramen delicious yeah. other people might say uh, typical tourists or this yeah. but like I don't understand that sentiment so so let's start with a bit of a story in, in Barcelona mm-hmm. or, or, or some thoughts well let me just wrap up that Ichiran thought okay. the point is is that we don't get why people look down on people for going to Ichiran and having a bucket list because if you're coming to Tokyo for a week of course you should try Ichiran right. it's delicious like yeah. good for you yeah. you should also probably try some places that aren't Ichiran uh-huh. so that you can have a little bit of a Comparison. comparative scale uh-huh. for yourself mm-hmm. but don't let anyone put you down on something that you found delicious. Mm-hmm. And this brings us to Barcelona. So we our restaurant experience in Barcelona, like we, we found that, I, I think we might've mentioned this in the live stream before, but our favorite food experiences were when we went to restaurants that were run by older people. We found that like, any kind of shop that had anybody in their 40s or above working there, mm-hmm. they had some really good stuff. And yeah, really home-cooked yeah. feeling food, you know? We went to like a couple restaurants uh, that had mostly just young people working kinda there. Kind of trendy looking. And it was trendy and uh, like it was like fun and funky, but like they didn't really care that much about service. They didn't really care that much about the food. They kind of just like, eh. Trying to get their attention was so hard because they're so busy text messaging <laughs> on their phone. They kind of just like, here's the food and they left. There was no like joy. There was no passion. And mm-hmm. the food there was kind of like and eh, not that yeah. memorable as much as the other older shops and what i'd like to mention is that we weren't trying to apply ageism in this situation mm-hmm. we didn't go up to a shop and say no. 
young people, millennials, right. I don't want to eat there. Like, no, we went to some of these places being like, this looks amazing. This yeah. food looks great. Right. And then we found ourselves like a bit yeah. disappointed yeah. because we had already had really great comparisons of the same food exactly. at a place with an older person. And right. so we started to discuss this. We were like, why do we find that our favorite places, like if you guys haven't seen our Barcelona video, we just put it up last week. Uh-huh. Um, we found that the chocolate, the place with the chocolate croissants, mm-hmm. we saw the same people working there every day. Mm-hmm. The old guy who makes the baked goods, the older woman behind the counter, the younger people that like we always kept seeing over and over again. Right. All the bars that we went to with the squid tasted great. Yeah. It just seemed that it was more like a family run feeling where they took pride in what they were making uh-huh. because it's something that is theirs. They right. own it. Right. So we started to think, well, why is it that some of these youthful shops yeah. seem a little bit, you know, uh-huh. not as delicious as the right. others? Well, maybe that's it. And that's not to say that that's a universal rule because mm-hmm. we did go to one place uh, that was run entirely by young people. Yep. And it was great. Great. Everything there was delicious. One of my favorite memories there is like, it was like, I think our first or second day yeah. uh, in the neighborhood and yeah. Martin was looking at the menu and she's like, uh, she asked the waiter, what's the difference between the squid rings and the squid pieces? And I thought, well, one is cut into rings and one is not cut into rings. And even the guy looked at her like, what are you what are you asking me? And I understand your question was like, oh, is it like a different style? Is it like Andalusian versus this or that? But like just from the question itself, it seemed yeah. so basic. But what was great about it was that he and I had, had a very good chuckle. He had a chuckle too. Yeah. Like he was like, he was like our age or younger. You mm-hmm. know, he had a chuckle, and then I was like, okay, you guys, all mm-hmm. right. Like yeah. we all had a good kind of laugh at right. it. Um, but we stayed there, and yeah. we ended up having a really dope. Like there's a little brief glimmer of it actually yeah. at the end of our. Oh yeah, did yeah, you the hot that? dog and uh, the squid ring? Yeah, just barely. You'll uh-huh. notice that there's one hot dog in the yeah. whole video, and that was that. Place. But that wasn't even the best part of it. Oh, my God, the nice. the cakes that they have. We figured let's go for cake. And he remember so we, when we said that we yeah. got fat from the croissants? Yeah, it was also, it was also cake. the cakes. So we we asked him, "What do you have for dessert?" And he's like, "Come inside, and I'll show you." And like he took us to this fridge that had these like two big glass doors. You know what he said? What? Come with me. Dun, 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 dun. I got a Puff Daddy joke. I'm not in there. sure if you saw my whole body crumple up. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. So we went that. inside, Simon. Stop stalling. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we looked at all these pies. And, like, some of them, he's like, I don't even know how to describe this. Is just. Well, yeah. well, we need to describe this. Because there were, for like, people words for it. Yeah. It was case. It was four cases. Yeah. And every case had a different incredible looking dessert on and he said mm. everything is homemade here yeah. we don't buy anything nothing is frozen he uh-huh. goes and whatever we have for the day yeah. when it's gone it's gone yeah. so he goes this one is caramel con leche with des- desiderated coconut some, and yeah. some word I didn't yeah. know and then he's like this is a tartlet he's like this is a and he went through this gigantic list and we were just uh-huh. like ah, I had ah. this amazing pie that was like it it wasn't necessarily a pie crust because pie crust crumbles. Are you talking about the tall one or the yeah? Thin I'm one? talking about the the, the one cake. that I ordered twice. Oh, it was a cake. No, it was a pie. <gasps> it was a pie that big. It was a pie. It, like he gave me a corner of it, like this, and it was like round on the outside. All right, describe so, your pie. And like every, it was like it almost tasted like a wavy wafer. So instead of like a thin wafer that was flat, it kind of like waved and rippled. Mm-hmm. And in be- like there were like maybe like six layers of it, and in between each layer was I think like. I think it's called leche. It was like this like sweet kind of caramel, caramel milky yeah. kind of thing. And on top of that, they had like a really soft meringue. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing about this is 
I don't like eating milfoys. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's even how you pronounce it, but it's like that really like delicate layered cake. And if you chop it, then like all the wafers like pop up like a catapult and like hit you in the face. And you're like, oh, ice and, and sugar just and there's cream everywhere. I was expecting the same with this, but you put your fork through, there's a little bit of resistance and then a pop. And it goes resistance and a pop. It was almost like going through like bubble wrap all the way down. With that's your a fork. really good description of how it felt on the fork. And it was just delicious and I eat this I'm like I've never had anything like this before and he's like it's going to right and we were it like I'm going to just great it was great absolutely great I had uh, a coconut um, pie that had coconut like crushed at the bottom that was really really dense it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of Thai food mm-hmm. a Thai dessert mm-hmm. because Thai dessert is quite dense coconutty mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. it was like that and mm-hmm. then it had the it's not caramel con leche. What is right. it called? Dolce. Dolce. The, do leche. Dolce de leche. Please the, help us. The le- leche. De luce, de luce. Um, delusions. Whatever. It's covered in caramel. Ranger. That's it. And yeah. it was so amazing. And we said to him, like, thank you so much for this amazing cake. Uh-huh. We will be back again. Yeah. And sure enough, uh-huh. uh, the very last day yeah. before we left for Barcelona, before we left completely, yeah. we went there again and we lucked out, guys. Yeah. It was nighttime on like a Saturday or Sunday. Right. And we got there just the last table. Yeah. We didn't know it was going to be busy because uh-huh. turns out FC Barcelona was playing, was playing yeah. and so all the screens around and us it was an turned. important game because yeah. FC Barcelona lost the first game 2-0 so mm-hmm. they had to like score many more goals than just two in order to like win in that bracket I believe and they turned out they were just going nuts the whole insane? game wasn't it like I think four it was five, like six, six to one yeah. or something by the end it was such a fun game and I hate soccer and I loved this game yeah. it was a good game because you finally saw good football yeah I finally saw good football for yeah. once but the reason why we're mentioning this place is because when we were sitting there and when we were like eating our cake and drooling and, drooling. and losing our minds and like this is such a great experience, we saw two people walk in and uh, they were speaking in English and I heard one person say, "Ah, oh, like our friend said that we should meet them here, but this looks like a tourist trap. And then they went inside kind of like begrudgingly. And I thought, Why? Why say that? Like, mm-hmm. what What are you doing right there? Like, mm-hmm. wh- why are you what trying you to think? limit yeah. your experience that mm-hmm. way? What is wrong with this place? What is wrong with the idea of going to places mm-hmm. where tourists eat? If they're... Like, and we sometimes see this in, like, comments, especially in other people's videos. Like, oh, you shouldn't eat there. That's a tourist trap. Or don't go there. It's a tourist trap. Why are so many people so interested in using this phrase mm-hmm. to downplay other people's experiences mm-hmm. and memories? Mm-hmm. If somebody had a really special moment mm-hmm. with a bombastic pie, mm-hmm. not a cake, a pie, and you want to say, say it's a cake, guys. It was a dessert. It was not a pie. It has fruit. Stop and trying crust. to ruin my experience. You had a amazing mm-hmm. dessert cake. But why? What's the urge that other people have yeah. in order to downplay mm-hmm. other people's memories? Why is it a bad thing mm-hmm. to go to a place where tourists eat? I don't necessarily understand this mm-hmm. yet. So one of the things that we were discussing about the concept of something being called a tourist trap uh-huh. is why we brought up Ichiran Ramen at the beginning of right. the podcast. Because mm-hmm. if someone says, you know, um, don't eat at Ichiran because uh-huh. there's so much better than Ichiran mm-hmm. and like that's a tourist trap, it's yeah. like common. If I go to Ichiran and I have an mm-hmm. amazing ramen, mm-hmm. then I had a good ramen. Yeah. No one can take that experience yeah. from you. You had an amazing yeah. tasting ramen. Just because there might be a better one somewhere else yeah. doesn't mean that anything that isn't the best is bad. Right. So I think with tourist traps, what people mm-hmm. are saying is, I am on vacation here, uh-huh. so I don't want to waste my one meal, like yeah. my lunch, right. in this place that might have mediocre food. Uh-huh. But to play devil's advocate, how can you tell something's going to have mediocre food? Yeah. Just because a place is in a perhaps good location, uh-huh. maybe it's popular, right. maybe it has like a fan following of people that show up, maybe yeah. it has social media presence. 
what makes you think that this place is somehow unworthy of your attention? Uh-huh. I know there's other things as well. And unworthy of, not just unworthy of your attention, mm-hmm. but unworthy of other people's attention. Mm-hmm. Why shit on other people's experiences yeah. if they're having a good time? And not to mention like shitting on someone's experiences from the outside. Mm-hmm. That person shit on their own experience. Mm-hmm. They walked up and they said, basically what they said out loud yeah. was this. I've never eaten here before, but... It's gonna suck. Because I'm telling I myself. Think, yeah. I'm gonna have a bad time. Right. You're you're prepping yourself in advance to say yeah. this is gonna be bad. Right. You know, I'm not saying that when I first sat there, I didn't have a little glimmer flicker across my mind. Like we're not perfect. Like uh-huh. we we sat down at this place, this cool location. I uh-huh. thought to myself, this might be like a chain. Like right. I might have sat down. Maybe. At, I think it might like be a chain. Who knows? But I thought to myself, it's a great location. Yeah. I've got these cozy little tables. They were uh-huh. kind of like directors. Um. Like yeah, directors' you know, chairs. We could sit and look at like people walking lip. by. There was a, like an intersection and like yeah. lots of doggies walking by. Yeah. And it was just such a nice experience. So I didn't. And then turns out uh-huh. they make homemade cake. Mm-hmm. So surprise, uh, mm-hmm. they have amazing food, mm-hmm. you know. So for, for us, it was kind of like I, I tried to stamp down that feeling that I had in my head when yeah. I first said that to myself. Yeah. Um, but then I thought a little bit. I molded over a little bit. So what is it that people are trying to say when they tell someone something's a tourist trap? So right. let's talk about the negatives that we can come up with. Yeah. I think the negatives would be that it might be overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if you go to Korea and mm-hmm. you go to a place that serves um, dokboki that mm-hmm. charges you $5 for a plate of dokboki. Yeah. Instead of like $1 on the street. That you shit on the street, mm-hmm. you are getting price, like the prices yeah. are higher. It's overpriced. It is overpriced. Mm-hmm. But if it's overpriced and you enjoyed it, yeah. then I don't really see what the problem is. Because right. like, there's lots, like like we said in like our Kyoto Kicho video, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a great experience. That was $600 a person. Yeah. That's very overpriced. Yeah. But it's still a a great experience is that a tourist trap i wouldn't say that no, no you can't no. even get it like it's hard to even get into some of these places yeah. right so i do think that the money shouldn't be the only deciding factor mm-hmm. now if it for you is that you don't have a lot of money and mm-hmm. you're on a budget yeah. well then you just have to do more research into uh-huh. places that are more reasonably priced but i don't think it's fair uh-huh. to say that if you're going to sit right uh-huh. in front like remember in rome there were yeah. some restaurants that were right in front of like mm-hmm. that beautiful huge famous fountain yeah right right those restaurants there let me tell you are like way overpriced like yeah. the the espresso there is super expensive mm-hmm. cuz you're paying for to the view sit in front right of a ancient yeah. you know you're just going Whoa! Right. Like so of course it's going to be overpriced mm-hmm. aren't these people allowed to charge more money because the rent is probably out the nostril to be sitting in front of these places. I mean, you're going to a restaurant, you know that by going to eat out, you are paying more money for food than if you cooked yourself. So everything's a tourist trap then. So you shouldn't judge anybody. Is it just that like, if somebody's saying that they're angry that like other people have more spending money for their vacation for that and they're trying to be like, ah, they're just spending their money dumb. I don't know I disagree with that. Okay. The reason why I think people say tourist trap and I think this has more to do with FOMO, which is like Mm. a new thing that I'm learning about. So Mm. FOMO is... Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. And I think that since the internet came out, there are wonderful things that it's done. It's yeah. brought together all of us around the world. We have this community, but it also shows you what's, what other people are capable of experiencing. Uh-huh. And it makes you feel like, well, I want to get that same picture in that same spot to put on my like social media account. Uh-huh. We experienced this when we were in Thailand. Uh-huh. We were at this like really nice hotel off mm-hmm. season. Uh-huh. So it was like really empty and rainy. Um, but we weren't taking these pictures that people were taking in front of the pool. Mm-hmm. They were taking these pictures and then not even getting in the pool yeah so they were like 
vacation by the pool. Oh, look at the pool. And no. then they picked up their stuff and they left. And yeah. I was like, okay, so did you even have fun in the pool? Like, so I think the problem the, is that the staged photos that people make yeah. of pretending to have experience without, like, like remember when we were in yeah. Thailand? Uh, we we did the sorry not Thailand Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the section of the video in which like we were eating with like a famous person there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love eating this, and she didn't eat a single. Oh, I don't thing. know if we guys told you that we yeah. were eating at this. Oh, like, did we not mention that before? Well, we're gonna mention. We're gonna it mention now. it now. We were having. I don't even know who it is anymore, uh-huh. but we were having bubble tea at that bubble tea the original original bubble tea tea place and we had all those food dishes and we met with this like celebrity who we didn't even know that we were supposed that we were like matched up with uh-huh. and she's like I love food food is so good and then she lifted it up to her mouth and uh-huh. then as soon as the camera turned off she'd put it back down yeah. she need anything and I'm yeah. like what the who, what what the so mm-hmm. I think what happens is that um, people say you've got this much time on vacation mm-hmm. oh you went to all these places mm-hmm. and you had a lesser t- good time yeah. than I did because right. I did this backpacking tour with yeah. an authentic person yeah. who showed me the best of the foods and yeah. you stayed in town yeah. and did this I think that there's it's that feeling of kind like, of like you know there's this like snobbiness that people have like mm-hmm. some people buy more expensive clothing than others mm-hmm. because they want like there's like conspicuous consumption that people have mm-hmm. to try to show that hey mm-hmm. like i'm better than you mm-hmm. and i think that that's starting to extend into travel i think so too the yeah. idea that like oh you're not having as good experience as you could because i instead of going to this place on the main street i wound up going down this back alley and i knocked on this door and yeah. i had to like punch this guy and i met this <laughs> sacred grandma who's only spoke with three people yeah. And I had a true experience. What What is the point of that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's this ugly kind of snobbishness that's mm-hmm. coming with like new breed of travelers that I just don't like. Yeah. I remember when we were in Kobe mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, uh, not the last time, but like a couple times before. We were visiting our friends um, in their in the little tiny town. Yeah. That's why we were there. Uh, and we we visited a restaurant that a friend of ours recommended yeah. for like Kobe beef. A Japanese friend, Japanese like, someone friend, someone who yeah. like lives in Japan, born and in Japan. he lived in Kobe. Yeah, and right? he loved this place. And he loved this place. And he's like, go try it out. We went there. It wasn't the best. We've had lots of really good Kobe beef. It sucked. It sucked. Okay, it was pretty <laughs> I bad. Was, I was annoyed because it was like. Ah. But to the left of us were two people. Yeah. Uh, I think they were from Argentina. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like they were like probably in their 50s or 60s or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were having the time with their It lives. was their first time to yeah. taste Kobe beef in their life. And they were just, they, they were enjoying it so much. And afterwards they started talking with us. Yeah. And they were like, wasn't this amazing? This is a once in a lifetime experience. And I said, it is. I said it was, yeah. It was great. It's so buttery, right? Like, Why? You know. Because I didn't want to tell them that I had better meat somewhere else. I didn't want to take away mm-hmm. that good experience mm-hmm. that they have. They're going to, if I would have said, actually, it's bad, then that would have been such a hurtful yeah. thing to say to them. Why do people want to say these things that will yeah. intentionally hurt other people's memories? Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to make themselves feel better exactly. about some other issue in their life. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, co- going back to this like Kobe thing that you brought up, which I think was a bombastic example. Right. Um, the meat that they had tasted good it did taste good yeah it It tasted good yeah it's simply that we've had better much more experiences with kobe beef yeah that we've been able to say oh this is better Uh you know and as you guys who have been able to view our lives online like Mm -hmm. we've been sharing you know 10 right 11 years of our life online right you've actually seen us try different types of things and we've been able to comparatively say right this is better than that but Uh we wouldn't have known i still would have kept my favorite memory as Mm -hmm. my top food experience 
just because they had Kobe beef, which to us wasn't super great, uh-huh. to them, if it's the best Kobe they've had, uh-huh. then that's real. Yeah. That is a fact. It is yeah. the best Kobe they've had. And if something is a tourist trap, I still, it's not like it's different food than what other people eat. Like for the paella that we had yeah. in Barcelona, which I think I'm pronouncing wrong. Somebody said I should be paella. Really? Instead of paella? I'm not sure. I read a comment that told me that I'm pronouncing wrong. We've been told we've been pronouncing things wrong our entire our lives. Our entire lives. Okay. okay? We don't say duck looking right. Uh, we don't everything, say everything. Like, every like hundredth comment is something like you're pronouncing it wrong. Right, yeah. I'm mad we should be saying now. things like. You should be stagging, man. <laughs> Point is, it's not like paella is a food that was invented just for tourists. Yeah. It's part of Spain. It's part of Valencia. Yeah. And if it's been adapted to like this area, then it's still real food. It's yeah. not fake food. It's not hologram food <laughs> on from Star Trek. Fake food. It's a real introduction that can pique your curiosity. And if you like mm-hmm. it, then you can get into more. Mm-hmm. Those two people that had Kobe beef at the not great place, they might be like, well, I want to try Kobe beef somewhere else now. Yeah. And they could start adding on to their experiences. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having an introductory class. Yeah. You don't have to go to a country for your first time and be an expert. Yeah. And I really dislike when other people online have that air of pretentiousness mm-hmm. and tell people how they're eating sushi wrong because let me tell you all those rules that say you're eating sushi wrong if you use chopsticks or your hands or this and that none of y'all know shit about sushi <laughs> if you're saying that alright yeah. because it's just it's wrong it's, it's, it is wrong because it's just we wrong. we live in Japan mm-hmm. where we watch mm-hmm. Japanese people with their mm-hmm. Japanese kids yeah. open their little wasabi pack yeah. and dump it into a container and right. they pour their wasabi on it uh-huh. and they use their chopsticks and they use their hands and they don't flip it upside down and mm. put it into their mouth with their tongue open doing this. Yeah. Don't be so one don't, of those people you know. that negate other people's experiences. Yeah. Like let everyone travel the way that they want. Let them enrich their lives mm-hmm. as much as they can mm-hmm. and don't be a person that tears that down. Yeah. Speaking of the whole idea about, um, you know, what are other negative positive things that we hear about tourism and uh-huh. that kind of stuff, right? right? I think another thing that might come up for people's concern about tourist traps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just money, yeah. but I think they might also be talking about um, taste in food being uh-huh. authentic. Okay. Right? So you hear people say things like, um, in Barcelona, we were told not to have the sangria mm-hmm. because locals don't eat, drink sangria. It's mm-hmm. only invented for the tourists. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't have sangria there only mm-hmm. because I wanted to try vermouth. Because we really like the vermouth. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, vermouth is something I had never tried before, yeah. especially out of a cask. Yeah. So I was like, I can't have this in Japan. It's yeah. impossible. So I'm going to have, but I can make sangria on my own. Right. I can buy Spanish wine and I can do this at uh-huh. home, right? Um, it was really great to be able to try that vermouth. Yeah. But when I saw people having pictures of sangria, like you'd walk past tables of like, we heard people uh-huh. speaking Korean or uh-huh. Japanese. Yeah. And they were sharing these pictures of yeah. sangria outside on these beautiful patios. Uh-huh. I thought... What a great memory. Yeah. What a great experience to uh-huh. be having sangria outdoors right. and in this beautiful, mild yeah. weather. Good for you Good for, for you going for out. enjoying that. Because we have friends that work in Korea. Mm-hmm. And when they had to bring their co-workers to Spain yeah. uh, to like work on a project, mm-hmm. those Korean co-workers just brought shin ramen <laughs> with them. And they stayed in the hotel and they're like, I only want to eat ramen because I don't want to try other food. That's when like, hey, you should try yeah. something else. Like if you're in That's a country... A tour. Trap. Yeah. That's like you not mm-hmm. being able to get out of your own mind. That's yeah. you showing up and being like, I'm not going to try anything and mm-hmm. I'm just going to eat my own country's food. Right. That to me is more the trap. That is the trapping of the tourist that is too afraid to go out and experience new yeah. things. Yeah. So if you go to a country, because mm-hmm. we're running a. We are running more, a. We're, if, a, we're if, passionate about this. If the camera's off, then I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but the podcast is going. Um, yeah. What I will say is that if you go somewhere and you experience something that someone has told you is a uh, tourist trap or yeah. you know that maybe it's not the most authentic mm-hmm. experience, yeah. then then 
let yourself have a secondary experience mm-hmm. if it's that if it's that important to you mm-hmm. like if you think like you know if you really want to have sangria but you're worried about what people will think about mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. try the sangria yeah enjoy the sangria uh-huh. and then go enjoy something different right. try some vermouth yeah try some local red wine mm-hmm. and then you can give yourself a scale to say you mm-hmm. know what i have the confidence to tell yeah. my friends back home that i really enjoyed the sangria in and Spain. and i'm gonna say something i this isn't going to be very humble, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you are a little bit scared about going out and mm-hmm. having tourist traps, hey, Simon and Martina have been traveling extensively for 11 years. We've traveled a lot more than most people will travel in their entire lives, without a doubt. And I'm telling you, go out and drink the sangria if you want. Go out and try all the tourist trappings. Enjoy it. Make the good experiences. Don't let anybody else with a lower experience tell you that yours isn't right. You go and make all the memories that you can and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Well, I don't think I can add to that very much. There you go. There you go. Suck it, haters. (laughs) (laughs) Banana, put it in your mouth. It's, um, I'm not saying some weird porny thing. It's from those people. Quick copy. No. Yogurt. Papaya. Oh, the people who do what does oh, the fox say? What are they? They have a really terrible name uh, that I can't remember because it's like is that from Norway? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking the Obama Norge TV. Obama Norge Norge TV. Yeah, Norge TV. I think they're. There's a really funny song I called know. "I Met This Girl Named Yogurt," but no, no, not no, exactly no, yogurt. No, but no, it sounds no, a no, bit no. like yogurt. And you know what? If you want to go to have yogurt anywhere, I forget what country they're from. Norway. <laughs> they're Nor- If you want to go to Norway and have yogurt, have yogurt in Norway. Good story, bro. Good story. Guys, let us know in the comments so section. So professional. Um, we never claimed to be. Yeah. We never claimed yeah. to be. We're experienced, but we're not professional. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Let us know in the comments section, guys, please, um, your experiences with what you might think mm-hmm. a tourist trap would be wrong. Like, why yeah. are tourist traps wrong yeah. and bad? And we we don't mean the obvious ones, like, yeah. they try to take your money and kill you. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to talk about those. I mean, like, what is the worst are thing? Are tourist traps run by slave babies? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. What's the big deal with them? Please let us know. And otherwise, please stop telling people to not have good experiences. Yeah. Guys, take care. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>